Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show Welcome to Stupid Hearts Club, episode 37, with no guests at all. It's a solo special. Yabba-dabba-doo, this episode isn't brought to you by Total Wellbeing, Luton's premier completely fucking disorganised, shambolic mental health service that has meant that... For the last two weeks, I've joined a Google Classroom or fucking Microsoft Teams or whatever it is, and I've just sat there with nobody letting me in a meeting in which I have to talk about severe depression. Yes, visit the website. <laughs> visit the website where you'll find that the email address that they've given for information, bearing in mind this is for people who are suffering with their mental health, is in fact the wrong email address. That's total well-being. And remember, your mental health is at risk unless you earn about £300,000 a year. Mm-hmm, Dan on. We're off. Lift off. Brilliant. Yeah, so that's that's how that particular little thing's going. Um, shall I start just with mental health check-in bits? I think maybe I should seen as it's what a lot of people get value out of. Uh, I'm feeling really good today. Uh, that's interesting, isn't it? Now, let me just say, a realisation I've come to that I hope is true is that in, in checking in on doing the mental health checkupy stuff, especially after the shitty time I just had, I realise that I will. it means that I'm just talking about myself and what's been happening personally on that particular journey for me. But I've decided that it's all right to do that because I'm I'm hoping that you're seeing it just as an example of someone going through it and saying it out loud so that any of you can think, right, well, that's at least hearing someone else go through it. So I don't, I honestly don't want anyone to think that I think that this shit is necessarily that fucking important in the grand scheme of things. These uh, weekly updates, but I do think that it's a good way of keeping the topic alive, especially when uh, the official channels that the NHS will send you to sometimes when you need help don't function very well. A bit like total well-being! <laughs> the well-being that's so total it doesn't even start. At least this starts. We have started. We're off. So what I wanted to say, and this is all obvious stuff, and we'll say it anyway. I'm feeling good today. Why am I feeling fucking really good? And I wasn't feeling that good this morning. And on my little climb back from, from feeling fucking awful the last few months, I've been feeling better and better on a daily basis, but I've still been feeling shit in the morning when I wake up and until quite far into the day. And the thing that I have identified, the reason I'm mentioning it's not necessarily about that happening to me, it's just like, in case anyone's going through a similar thing, is that, especially as a freelance person or as a person whose pandemic times has resulted in them being 
stuck at home or working on your own a lot or whatever um is it's like i have completely forgotten how to have any sort of structure to my day and to my week and to there isn't really anything that has to happen at, in any order and i know that i can sit down and write that routine but i'm not very good at that uh which i will be looking into here he is here it comes again when i look into adhd properly anyway um but but what here's what i've learned is that maybe for the last five or six days, for whatever reason, I've had things that um, I have had to do because people have employed me to do a few bits and I've had to be places or I've had to do something at a certain time and whatever. And it is absolutely without fail made that day less mental. So my, the point I'm making is that if you are a bit stuck in... It's like sometimes it's like you have to go easy on yourself and like go you don't have to achieve anything today because you're not well and you need to feel better. You also, this isn't easy to do, but you might need to figure out when you cross over into, I need to put things, you know, into the day that mean that you have some sense of something having happened and and a bit of a passage of time and like the ritual of whatever, a fucking lunch and a coffee going and figuring out writing your list of what needs doing you know whenever you know whatever your exercise is any of that stuff i'm now i've now no excuse because i am feeling well enough generally that it now falls to me to start being a bit of a disciplinarian with you know i've written i've, I've written a list and ticked off all right i feel better when i do this 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 and this so now i've decided it falls to me to realize that 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 has now become really important. And another good example of it is because I got that pre-diabetic score as well that scared me into uh, or encouraged me into because I've got like a health coach app, bloke person app that uh, means that I'm logging my meals every single day. And that's making me, because especially as a people pleaser, wanting to be a good boy, I'm uploading either a description or a photograph of everything I'm eating and drinking and it is making it so much easier to be healthy. Now, I'm not being... I thought I was leaning towards keto, dare I say it, after Matt trying to sell that to me last year. But I haven't got the patience or the concentration level to stick to that properly. But also, it just looks so extreme that I just think it had just become overwhelming. So I've been eating low-carb high protein healthy meals and just less bullshit and mainly eating things that are actually proper food and not so much like crap like fucking croissants and fucking biscuits and muffins and and there's a little bit of noise outside but let's ignore that because i like having my front door open anyway so the eating has been happening because of the uh, blood sugar and now, like, the weight that I lost from being mental is staying off because now it's staying off because I'm eating well, not drinking squash anymore, and um, not um, not having sugar, even in fucking coffee. I'm, I'm managing to do that. So I must, I must have reduced my daily sugar intake and my carb intake, especially over a week or whatever, by quite a lot. So anyway, I don't want to get... I don't want to turn into a diet bore... But I'm saying that because I've had to do that for this other reason, and yet, lo and behold, sleeping better, feeling better, energy better, um, and that's making it more possible to do the other stuff, which is like, oh yeah, let's let's figure out how to get out of the house, or let's make sure we meet a friend, or let's, you know, like this morning I met my friend Sam, and we it was you know say early, it was about ten half ten. Uh, and we had a little bit of breakfast and tea together and then had a good walk, talked about some work stuff we want to plan. And then I cracked on for the rest of the day like I'd already had a kick-off meeting. And it was just a lot better than sitting there at home going, oh, God, here I am again. Like, what time do I put the laptop on? Can I be bothered? Whatever. It's all little psychological tricks. So I'm saying this partly out loud just for myself. But I'm also saying it knowing lots of other people fall into bad habits or out of the good habits 
that working life used to give you. So uh, bear some of that in mind if you are stuck on that similar vibe. Now, a little bit of housekeeping, uh, and and why not, from uh, one of our listeners, good old Reese Fallows, the ambulance crewman who I had a bit of banter with earlier in the year. Uh, Reese, at some point, it would actually still be good to get you on and have a chat. And I said, I just want to know about that job. And I don't want you to have to spill the beans and try and make entertainment out of horrible situations. But I would like to marvel at just how different uh, the challenges are in that in that line of work because it's something I've been thinking about a lot especially as a person who has been thinking well, what shall I do next what's happening into my career where do I want to go blah 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 I'm certainly not cut out for that kind of work but it's still interesting um, thinking about and uh, bringing into a conversation with all this stuff that we have like how we're all made and what we're made of and what the stresses are in different jobs and how you how the fuck people cope with things that other people couldn't cope with you know like um like I remember having a I think I've said this before but I've had I remember going to a barbecue and there's a marine there a fucking marine and I and uh it was like people on the street going oh yeah because he does a bit of comedy oh he does stand up oh I couldn't do what you do mate I couldn't do what you do it was like you're a fucking marine and you're you're like whew, you're like fucking punching me in the stomach and just getting me in a headlock and going, oh, you're fucking brilliant, you, because you can stand in a above a shit pub in Soho like a desperate twat, saying things no one laughs at. Like what the fuck? Um, don't understand that. But but that just shows you that uh, we all can be look if if we listen to each other we can look at each other and go oh boy how does that person cope with that i think that's a good example of something that if we were all talking to each other more about each other and being interested in each other then there would be less of this bullshit division that the sort of culture war kind of narrative makes us all think we're divided along those lines it's just like just fucking talk to people and find out what they do and uh, just be interested in people without expecting them to be like you are and you will slowly build up a picture of a, a more balanced idea that we're all just fucking trying to crack on. So that's my thoughts on that. So uh, I'm going to do a shout out which uh, Reese has requested to his crewmate, from which I presume is from the ambulance, not not from his like fucking so solid crew or his blazing squad or whatever he does on the weekends, Joel, who he says is a legend, and not seen him for a long time. Don't know why. If he's your crewmate, how's that? What's going on there? Have you not seen him for a long time? Because you're wearing a blindfold. You silly sod. Says he's a big fan of um, Stupid Hearts Club, which is lovely to hear. So, hello, Joel. Big shout-out to you. Um, that's interesting. It's not like I've done shout-outs as a rule. I haven't not done them as a rule either. They've just not really been a thing. Um, I guess it, it's safe to say it's all right to do them, but probably be a bit weird if, uh, if I end up doing, like, 40 shout-outs. So maybe, you know, like, if you feel like you want a shout-out or someone who, who you know listens would like a shout out do message me and without promising anything i will get round to doing some uh, i don't want to promise anything because i'm a tit but anyway yeah um on that note you know i've been having a very interesting conversation today with i mentioned my friend sam he's a bloke who sort of makes bits and pieces and has produced and done filming and editing and audio and whatever and he's got a buddy who works in the podcast universe and we had a big chat about lots of things including how to try and grow this so I'm not going to run before I can walk but I am starting to think that I love this thing and I need people who know what they're on about to help me figure out how we can make it slightly bigger the first way I'm going to you know dip a toe into that idea is by, and bear with me, 
I'm going to look into how we make this into more of a community because it sort of has become a little community. I'm not really hanging out on here messaging and chatting to you all like interactively in a in a messaging type way in, in or in on a what do you call it on like a thread underneath. But here's a thought. I was just given the advice today that it might not be a bad idea to open a fucking Discord server for this podcast so that we can have a little bit of chat which then helps to you know figure out what I might talk about in an episode and also uh, just for suggestions or for some of those things like you do over on those of you that follow Matt Morgan you know where he asks you to come up with topics or to ask questions that he can then make that part of well not even part of sometimes just like He'll do an episode where it's like, right, what do you want to know? Or what do you want me to talk about? Or what questions do you want to ask? Or, or, you know, whatever, right? You know, if we get a bit of that stuff going, this feeling of, you know, I'm individually getting messages from lots of people where it's making me think, this is great. We've got the start of a community. I want to keep that going. I want that to be what it is. Stupid Hearts Club, you know, is a club, is is a place for for us the stupid hearted to enjoy chatting being silly and being open and wearing our hearts on our sleeves and being creative and all that and the other reason why that might be a smart thing to do from the point of view of me trying to do this and make it sustainable and make it a bigger thing and hopefully give it an opportunity to grow so i can like the more the more basically frankly the more people I can get listening to it and the more people that want to support it the more money that it possibly could generate the more fully I'd be able to concentrate on it you know I mean, that's basic logic I think you all know that anyone who follows anyone on on a platform where you're subscribing knows that that is like a model I have been scratching my head thinking I don't know whether this can ever grow and I'm just sort of slowly waiting for you all to die off but actually the keenness from you guys is making me think that it there's a there's energy to be generated here and i i it'll make it a a more passionate happy thing if if i at least try to do that so i'm going to look into that i'm going to look i'm going to you know clue up on discord put below whether you think that's a good idea um we can have a chat about it uh, also, if there's anyone out there who does um, operate in subscriber land and in Patreon and whatever, and you have uh, thoughts on that, you know, shout up. We can always have a chat. But yeah, the, I think, you know, slowly going to start trying to raise the temperature on it a little bit. And I hope we can all benefit from that together because this is nothing without you lot, right? And you're also all of you you're nothing without me all of you you're nothing i'm joking but um on a serious note i'm going to figure out how to skillfully work into i'm going to get into the habit of saying you know this is our space you like it who else do you know that might like it why don't you see if you can pull other people in or like have you got ideas for how we could find other people or um, maybe I should come up with a little incentive thing where I'm like, get a mate to subscribe and let me know that they've joined, you know, and I'll figure out a thing like, I'll put my money where my mouth is and actually fucking send cards out and all that sort of stuff. Or, you know, I don't know, let's just fucking keep talking. Now that my brain's back online, I can uh, get some um, enthusiasm going again. I think we can grow this and like our little community can become a thing that has value as it does for you lot to more people you're with me are you with me come on norwich city it's me delia smith where are you right let's talk some crap let's talk some absolute useless fucking bullshit about nothing because that's what you lovely people like to break the tension of hearing a, a middle-aged man talk incessantly 
about his ailing mental health. Well, while I say that, I was going to go, right, and now let's switch. But what I was going to switch to is uh, just telling you how fucking angry a fly has been making me this evening. That in the last three weeks, I'm going to say, I don't know if it... Please tell me, trying to get the communal thing going again here, bear with me. Is this happening to anyone else? I'm feeling like more, like, not more flies... Flies are entering my house at the moment, right? And the fucking nerve on them, the nerve of these little sods to immediately head over to wherever I am, chopping food, blah, 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 what you say, wherever I am in my fucking four-foot house. They are coming, like, coming over and, like, landing on my knuckle when I'm preparing food and then going near the food, and I'm, like, swatting them away, and they're just, like... Instead of going, oh, that giant might punch me to death, it's just like, whatever, mate, I'm going to shit maggots onto your salad. And not not taking fucking no for an answer, right? And then I've moved over two and a half foot to where I'm eating the fucking food, and this little fucking prick fly round my ears, round my face, trying to land on the plate, and I'm swinging fucking punches at it, right? Like, fucking Frank Bruno trying not to fall over from Mike Tyson battering him. I'm swinging fucking punches at this little fly. And I'm... I get so instantly shoutily angry at uh, something like that. Like, anything that's like an irritant. If you, like, push me, tickle me, um, put your hands in front of my face, put a fly, put a noise in me. I won't just go, oh, get off. It's like... (laughs) I go, like... Remember John McCrerick, the the arsehole racing bloke that used to be on Channel 4 and then he was on Big Brother and he was a total fucking prick to everyone. Um, yeah, no, no, I will not. I will not, Big Brother. That cunt. I think he's dead now. Um, don't want to be horrible about him, but he wasn't a very nice man. I don't even know if he really is dead. I'm not going to look so that then I can justify having mentioned it. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm grumpy like him when flies get in my face, but usually they don't really get in my face. They they do the thing where they're just like, oh look at this light fitting, <laughs> oh look at the light fitting, and oh god, I think I'll go crazy around this light fitting for three hours. You're like, why? The light's not on. You can't possibly think that's the moon if the light's not on. The w- the door's wide open. The window's open. There is nothing going on of any fucking consequence for you around that light fitting, especially when you're doing it like, oh, I'm going to go over here, and then I'm going to come back. And it's like, it's as if you're you're doing, like, sprinting around a racetrack that you've invented in your stupid fly mind that, that involves an arc of light fitting over near the window, light fitting, oh, God. Briefly near the door, back in, light fitting. Like, what are you doing? What are you people doing? I don't understand it. But those guys, as annoying as they are, that that it's just like seeing someone who's not not you know not on planet planet Earth when in in public when someone's like waving a pasty about, shouting at the traffic. It's just like okay, leave you to it. You don't you you know you're obviously not not having a fucking good time up there. I'll leave you to it. Might occasionally usher them out, you know. But these little fuckers in the last few weeks have been... It's like someone... It's like they're out there because my bin's outside now and there's I'm having to wash my bin a lot because they're laying eggs. Bin's covered in like a towel and I'm cleaning it quite a lot. But they're fucking laying eggs. And then it comes that day. And this isn't pleasant. It just happened now. I opened the bin to put some stuff in it. And there was a cascade of about 12 maggots working their way down like as if they were abseiling down a building to to break into it like terrorists with machine guns in a die hard film <laughs> fly hard hey <laughs> just whistles i think i think there's a someone out there there's someone who's bedded in like a new like a problem family moved into the area of of um aggressive much more um, confident, if you like, front-footed flies that are 
trying to have as many maggot children as possible and they all take after whoever the source is. I don't know if flies have dads. How does that work? I'm not even going to look. I don't care. And so all these precocious little fucking bastards are being born one after the other because they only live a few days, don't they? There's no way it's the same one over fucking three weeks, right? Coming in here, I like they fucking own the place and trying to shit on me dinner. Go away, flies. You're not welcome. I'm just going to briefly revisit um, my experience with Total Wellbeing. Official sponsor of episode 37 of Stupid Hearts Club. Total Wellbeing totally doesn't fucking work. If you're highly anxious and have just emerging from a major depressive episode, for the love of God, don't rely on the support of Total Wellbeing because they will leave you staring at an empty screen for an hour while your left leg shakes. Yeah. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is that uh, I don't think it was total well-being, but it was another another, uh, arm of the journey of people who've been assigned to sort of like check in on me or whatever, or have phone calls or whatever, uh, as I've been people have been monitoring me in uh, in the last few months and there was another funny moment i know someone had told me that their missus works in the nhs or the mental health world and was fucking laughing their head off about uh something i was saying a couple of episodes back about um oh if there's the number in case you'd want to die and all that stuff where it's just like uh you know, it's kind of like, here's some links, here's that, here's that emergency phone number, and I'm not knocking that. You should totally know them numbers and have them somewhere safe. But it's also like, well, we can't really help you, but there's a there's a link that doesn't work on a piece of paper that you can't click on. Oh, thank you. Uh, but um, another little thing that, that that person said when I, I was having a psychological assessment as at the end of the meeting where she's going, um, uh, she was like the lady from the one of our original LOLs, Child's Game, which is uh, uh, a bit of banter that I had on Matt Morgan's podcast the first time I was on it. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to explain that, but anyway, it's a silly voice where I, I do a, um, a strange old lady. And um, she was like, Oh, another thing you could do. And I'm sort of going, please, someone who knows what they're doing, please look into my head with special equipment and find out what the fuck is going on and help me. And, like, give me a diagnostic breakdown of what has happened to me and tell me what that is and tell me what the, uh, you know, what the uh, steps are to help alleviate and, you know, what can you do and what medication might help and just... Be a, please be a doctor, but instead they're going, have you tried touching your toes? <laughs> have you been for a walk? Yeah, I've been for a fucking loads of walks, actually, over over my whole life, and yet here I fucking am, gibbering in your fucking office. And at the end of the thing, she's going, oh, and yeah, and also connecting with other human beings. Have you got, have you thought of having friends? <laughs> like, of course I fucking have. Um, and then the other one was, and also, this is very important, I advise you to um, please try and have some, um, and try, remember this word, it's a very important word, try and, try and have some hope, it's called hope, <laughs> like, oh hope, alright, okay, let me write that down, what's that, hope. Like that's that's what you're sending me away with. Like, well, we couldn't help you. Sorry, we couldn't help. Good luck with it all. But do try and remember to have try and really lean into the just the vague, abstract idea of hope itself. <laughs> it's just like I didn't know what to say to it. I was like, right. So you mean, you know, when I'm next having. St- trouble breathing and I'm trying to ward off a panic attack by remembering how to do four seven eight breathing and I'm hoping that I can um, like rub my fingers together or feel the fabric of my bed and try and do some mindfulness and like trick myself out of a rapidly escalating anxious state um, I must remember to go oh oh yeah 
I hope that I don't have a panic attack and die. Or I, oh, oh, hang on a minute. I know what it is. I hope that my mental health improves. Oh, hang on. I hope I end up with a lovely girlfriend in a nice, a nice house and a social life. Oh, I haven't thought of this before. I was busy uh, just assuming that I should just stay like this forever and just fucking lie there and accept it. Oh, thank you. Thank you, um, you know, meagerly trained, you know, that's not the right phrase, but you know what I mean, um, half, half-heartedly half trained person who's, it's not their fault, I'm not blaming them, anyone in the system, I don't think there's anyone in the, no, no cog in the machine that you can blame because they're trying to help people, but it's just like, yeah, you go round the houses trying to figure this shit out and then you leave with suicide phone numbers and someone who's written the word hope on a piece of paper for you fucking hell oh that's dark and on on a similar vibe because there was three months where i wasn't able to earn any money and i've only done a little bit of work since and so i'm what i hope is briefly hope just let's there it is i'm already doing it just have hope. I hope that I, I ever work again. <laughs> Please let me ever work again. Oh, I'm going to manifest that I don't simply starve forever. But anyway, um, I I had, you know, I, I found out that I should, you know, I got a doctor's note saying, right, you definitely were too mental to work and earn, and you should f- ask citizens' advice or ask the job centre if you en- entitled to any little bit of like tied you over money or whatever like a little bit of benefit right you know feel strange saying that out loud but why fucking why hide it especially when other people might need to know that information right so yeah it's not a fun situation to be in but briefly thought well i should at least find out because i don't know how long it'll be until i'm earning the sort of money that i fucking need to earn to survive every month so uh i get a i get um yeah, another kind of fucking letter saying we we would love to come and uh, assess you. So I had to go to the uh, job centre plus in Luton, um, which is a uh, earthy place, shall we say? And um, the thing that was funny about going there—it's not a funny place. It's not funny that it has to exist, and the the lion's share of people that are going in there are, are often especially when it comes down to going in and getting advice and help with universal credit and filling out forms and, you know, sick pay and whatever reasons people are in there. It's a, it's a fucking tough environment, that is a job centre, and a very humbling one, I might add. Uh, and again, I, I, uh, I'm i sure there are good eggs and bad eggs that work in such places, but I kind of have a real soft spot for people that go and work in, in a place like that because it's trying to help people who... Uh, are quite often not in brilliant situations. Anyway, that aside, when you fancy yourself as a fucking fancy pants, fucking comedy media fucking twat, you are not necessarily your most comfortable in something like that, and you almost feel like I don't mind that I'm here. I'm got no no shame in being here, and uh, thank you for being here, and all the rest of it. But at the same time, it's a bit like I almost sort of feel like I look a bit of a dick going in there because it's you know am i really entitled to that and i am you know like because i'm you know having a gap in earning but it still feels like it's not your domain anyway so i'm trying to get there and i'm fucking because i'm always panicking forgetting things going back in the house for whatever i've forgotten getting in the car i'm always fucking three four minutes late when i set off then it's like will i make it will i park somewhere and at my age i've got to say there is nothing on this planet that will stress me out more than oh I'm going somewhere new today and I don't know where it is that you park and I know that I can, I, I can go on the sat nav and it'll get me to the place but then it's like right I'm at the place now where do, where do, where do I park where do I park uh, like that <laughs> nothing stresses me out like that in this fucking world so anyway I got there I was all right 10 minutes early and I used the technique of Right, now the car is in front of the place I'm going to. I know what that looks like. Cool. Now I'll press the little parking emblem on the app on Waze 
and it will show me where the nearest car parks are. And one of them came up. It was only fucking two minutes away. No problem. Still going to be eight minutes left. Not a fucking problem. So I go up. It's a multi-story. And and it's, what, 9 a.m. or half nine or whatever. And then it's that thing where you go, oh, God. I've entered a, a multi-story car park at, at sort of rush hour when everyone's just coming into work. And you're, ha- you're going to have to slowly go around, like, eight floors of full spaces to get to, like, the you know, the boiling hot bird shit spaces on the roof, right? <laughs> the fucking Starsky and Hutch shootout spaces, right? And um, so there's minutes being eaten up and now the anxiety is starting to raise because someone who's got to judge my um, moral fortitude, idleness, fitness, and whether or not I'm a lying fucking twat trying to pawns money off the government is is now like four minutes expecting me in four minutes so I get out of the car and I know the place isn't far so I'm like play it cool trig don't get wound up just remember your hope let's hope that we get we get sat down um you know at at half nine or whenever the thing was or at least like it won't be more than 9 31 or 32 there's no reason this has to go wrong we're just going down some stairs to that building it's going to be fine so I've locked the car boiling hot one of the hot days that we had last week and so there's like a brick built kind of like stairwell fire escapey thing so like i said it's pretty high up probably about seven or eight stories and it's weird because i see a sign that says no access to shops but it is a stairwell it's right in front of me i look there's two of these stairwells and i can't see a picture of like a person walking that would suggest that there is this is the way you need to go just to like get out it's like well it's down there's the stairs they're going down i push the door think well if if that was locked i wouldn't go i wouldn't be able to go in it but it, it opens so i'm like oh well, that's cool there's no access to the shops but that's all right because i'm not going to a shops i'm going to a job centers right so i walk down the stale pissy murder fucking heroin addict stairs all the way down all of the flight all the way down to the bottom seven or eight flights and i get to the ground floor level and that's locked because there's no access to the shops you dickhead right and i'm like you twat so i you know one of the floors above this will be you know back into the car park at, at the first floor so i'll just no that's locked Second floor, locked. I'm just like, you fucking... Now I'm looking at my watch, and it is fucking 9.28, and I have just idioted myself into a state where I'm now, I've got two minutes to make it into this meeting. <laughs> and I'm going up, back up the stairs, like, trying to go fast, but I'm not that fit where I can run up eight flights of stairs without you know affecting my breathing and whatever and then the fucking uh, then the phone rings and i miss the call and it is the number of the job center like like uh, mr tatarovich we you 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 appear to want some money from the government and yet um it seems that you don't value our time oh fucking hell like i'm trying to ring it back at the same time as it got all the way back up to the top floor of this fucking car park and just as they answer the phone, because I'm panicking, I shouldn't be doing both at the same time, but my brain's just going, oh, God, phone them back. Oh, God, get to the top of the stairs. I, I get to the top of the stairs, and it is fucking locked. Like, it's got an electric lock, like where there's there should be a door release, and you press that and it opens, only there is no fucking door release. And there's cars coming up all the people who are queuing up because oh, they've also gone up the fucking stairwell and found that all the parking spaces are full on the first seven floors and now they're listening to fucking Magic FM and I'm banging on this thin window <laughs> one minute away now from when I'm supposed to be at the job centre uh, please <laughs> I'm trapped I'm trapped <laughs> <laughs> I'm trapped in this pissy stairwell and I need to go and ask for my benefits. Please, somebody stop the car. <laughs> I was fucking sweating and the phone was ringing again. And by now it's gone over. It's 10.30. It's 
and I answer the phone and I keep my calm. I say, hello, thank you very much. Is this by any chance? Is this by any chance? The man from the, the person from the job said, yes, sir, we're just trying to find out. We have a in our diary. Say, yeah, I know I know what's in your diary. I'm in your diary, but I'm, I can't do anything about it because I'm trapped in a nearby busy stairwell. <laughs> please, please understand that I'm a I'm a person of moral fortitude who meant I, I, I left on time and I drove as fast as I could to reach you early enough to respectfully walk through the door at the exact moment when you would most need me to step up and sit down at your desk. But here I am shouting at you in a pissy stairwell and, and I need you to get off the phone because uh, the opportunity to attract someone's attention is passing me. There's a person, please. I'll be there as soon as I can. And they were like, yeah, okay, yeah, no problem. <laughs> it won't be more than seven minutes. I, 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 I implore you to understand. Banging on the window. <laughs> this woman saw me. She was in a car with her kid. So her, her kid saw a sweating middle-aged man banging on a thin window going, please tell your mum to look at me. <laughs> and, I, and the woman sort of looked at me like, oh, don't look away, child. Look away. Look away from the stairwell, man. <laughs> but then she realised that I was not um, a trapped heroin addict that wanted to tempt her into her own murder. So she came over and was like, I'm so there's no, she went, she just went, there's no, there's no, there's no release button. Oh, God, there's no release button. R2-D2, what are we going to do? We're dying. And she went, oh, oh there's a man over there in a high-vis. Please, anyone in high-vis, anyone with high-vis high jacket will know what to do. So this man wa wanders over and he's like, he just looked at me and went, what are you doing in there? I went, I, I'm not here from choice. I made a mistake. Don't judge me. I, I simply tried to go down the stairs and now there isn't a release mechanism. And he just went, okay, I'm going to have to radio it through. I don't know what voice I'm doing. Please forgive me for whatever that was. So he radios someone and says, yeah, yeah, someone will be here in a minute. I'm trying to get to the job centre. I only need three months worth of additional funding oh god anyway there's no brilliant punchline to this because uh someone else in a high vis turned up and just let me out oh thank you so much was crying sweat out of my forehead and running they told me where the fucking escalator was and i had to go through a dodgy arndale center and run around the back and yeah emerged eight minutes late to someone who just doesn't give a shit does not give it a uh, yeah sit down and they're behind a humiliating plastic screen that sort of um you know the subtext is i'm behind this screen so that you can't spit acid in my eyes or like try and strangle me and if you do that bloke near the door over there who has got a big bunch of keys will stab you in the face so that was my introduction into the world of um, mental health induced temporary requirement for benefit another thing that uh, happened in the last few days that made me laugh was when again I've been still in a bit of a wonky days but I was trying to get myself you know like come on you're sitting here you're sort of shrink if I don't go out and do my thing like I was saying at the beginning if I don't go out and break the the, it's like the break the trance of just going, oh god, I'm still just trapped in the house. If I don't do that, it can get quite bad. But I managed to throw myself into the car, packed a little bag, swimming stuff, whatever. Fucking well done. I'm so proud of you. Let's go to the let's go to the gym that we joined several fucking months ago and have been to seven times. So I get to the gym and I get to the changing room and I'm really proud of myself and I open my gym bag and I haven't bought a towel, right? So it's like one of the things that's been happening with my recovery and my time feeling rubbish is that a little thing like that will stun me like like someone's 
hit me with a stun gun and I just don't think anything or move for about a minute. So I just stood there looking at my bag going, you've not brought a towel with you. What should we do? And and as this is pre my advice of, of having hope. So I was like, I don't know. I'm not going to hope for a towel. I think I'll just look at the not towel in the bag until it is a towel. And then I can have the towel swim. And it's going to be great, like a holiday. So I, st- <laughs> I stood there just going, I've not got towel. Count to ten. I still not got towel. I could go home get the towel but that will make me hate myself i hate myself in the house so just stay in the house and look at the towel in my house <laughs> and i just um i pay lie on top of the towel and swim my carpet when i go home and then it will be the best of a bad situation oh wait a minute i remember i hope towel so yeah i did that and i just stood there looking at it and i went okay I mean, I could still go for a swim and come out wet and have a shower and come out wet and simply not dry myself until, because you just naturally dry at some point. So in other words, (laughs) that plan was I could just be naked for as long as it takes not to be wet anymore. I now realise I possibly could have used a hairdryer, but I don't want to be that guy basically trying to unshrink my penis with a hairdryer in front of strangers for 15 minutes no i'm not doing that i could i suppose another thing i could have done and this is good in case this happens again i could have gone in the embarrassingly small penis cubicle until i was just naturally dry and then get dressed but all of that felt frankly weird so i didn't do that i just went uh i don't know what to do about no towel so i just leave my clothes on and I go downstairs to the cafe which is not fitness but it's still in the gym so I went and sat in the cafe and went right get a coffee we still left the house this is still better than when we were in the house thinking oh god I've not left the house I hate myself so this is a partial win and also next time when we bring a towel it'll be like oh yeah this was just a practice run so we didn't go for a swim per se but we did leave the house and go to the the actual site of where the swimming could have happened so i i thought now i'm getting like freaked out and like i was i was already was a bit hungry and was going to eat after the swim now this this swim isn't fucking happening i might as well just eat so i ordered uh what was sort of sold to me as a a healthy flatbread and it was pretty healthy to be fair but once you you know you put on a menu on the day i'll say it it's david lloyd in luton which which isn't totally spenny it's only a small smaller kind of like not not that amazing uh lost the word branch uh but you know it's still okay and their menu's like oh yeah um who fancies a a little flatbread with a healthy topping you go yeah that, that all sounds good and they've got different ones with different stuff on but the bottom line with the flatbread is once you roll it up, you're eating a fucking kebab, aren't you? So I'm sitting there thinking, it comes and I eat it and I've got a coffee. And I'm like, I've gone to the gym for a fucking kebab here. Which, if you follow me on Instagram, at Stupid Hearts Club, in case you don't, you may have already seen this incident, but I thought I'd mention it because it made me laugh at the time. I'm sitting there going, okay, this is a fucking a, a fail, but whatever. You know, laugh it off. Be glad you got out of the house. At least you've got a funny little a little observation has happened. Like, tr- you know, pain, tragedy plus time equals comedy. So I can tell this story or put it on Instagram, whatever. And it was then that I went and sat outside for a minute afterwards. Just still, I think I was r- ruminating then going, do I go, do I get in the car? Do I look in the car for towel? Do I go home for towel? And I was just sat there and then this lady turned up. Um, on one of them e-scooters like an um, I thought she just looked like a a healthy mum she had like a five year old kid with her but this is how this went if you haven't already heard the story Um, she's like tying up the scooter and whatever and this kid just goes 
he looks up at me and he goes, you're a grandpa. <laughs> right. And I'm sitting there going, quite bewildered and feeling a bit like I've just let myself down a bit by being a little bit rubbish and forgetting something. I'm sitting there with my fucking un unhair producted white fluffy fucking barnet. You're a grandpa. Uh, oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. Thank you. That um, That's very nice. I'd love to be a grandpa. And instead of laughing, the woman went, um, uh, Josh, uh, we don't talk to strangers, do we? Because this man, he might be very nice, but he might not be a nice man. <laughs> so in, in the space of fucking, like, 15 minutes, I'd gone, I'm useless. I hate myself. I've forgotten my towel. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. Now I'm eating junk food in a gym. I'll go outside. Oh, now I'm a grandpa. And now, fucking three seconds later, I might not be a nice man. I mean, this is just fucking bullshit. I came... I pay money every month. This place is supposed to be for my well-being, my total well-being. Drivers of this episode. So there is no fucking total well-being happening at the moment. I'll say, at best, there's fucking crumbs of well-being. So I might start an online... Maybe that's what we should do in our community, is start an online uh, mental well-being service called Crumbs of Well-Being. <laughs> and that'll be... that Because that's sort of realistically how it works. Like, you've just sometimes got to live on crumbs until you get a little bit of momentum, and then it all starts coming back. And as you can probably hear... And I promise you I'm not, like, high on some fucking meds or whatever. Uh, being energised by going meeting my friend today and having a little bit of a chat about stuff we could do and these two weeks of healthy eating and all of this stuff, despite all the setbacks and the little the baby steps of, like, oh, at least you went for a walk, at least you tried to go to the gym, at least you did this, at least you tried that, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, happy happy ending of the benefit story as well. That had as a, as a happy ending because um, they actually did give me a little bit of money that um, I wouldn't want to be someone trying to live on that fucking money. You know, um, it's a strange thing because it's, it's great that there's a, a welfare system, but the poor sods trying to fucking survive on that when they're in really bad situations, that's a tough fucking life. So... Uh, between us, I, I did qualify for a little bit of money. That has meant that I'm slightly less shitting it about the meagre work I've done so far. That My first few little invoices have gone out, and now can we try and get some momentum and get back on track? So it's not all bad. Those things slowly add up to give you a little bit of... What is it called? Come on, everybody! One, two, three, hope! And I genuinely am now hoping that um, things are going to start improving on a week-by-week -week basis. So maybe the lady at um, Crumbs of Wellbeing, maybe she was right all along. Okay, nearly done. Just going to give you a little uh, kind of what I'm up to update. And then um, I'll probably stick a tune on the end. Um, I will keep doing that. I do like doing that. And I might actually, for my own good, I might put in the notes what the tune is. Because I can sometimes not remember whether I've put certain little recordings I've done, whether I've used them or not already. Uh, so today I'm going to, I'm not going to name the song right now because I, I'm going to make sure that it's one I've not put on before. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? I feel, always feel really conscious, like I should say, oh, don't feel you have to listen to the song, but, you know, you don't have to listen to the song, but you already know that. Um, some of you quite like that, and, uh, as I still am intending and have started now making some inroads into getting Stupid Hearts Club music stuff moving again, um, I will be, um intermittently letting you know by reminding you that uh, my little hobby night job that I'm trying to get going is still is still a, an ongoing concern. And in fact, I met a lovely guy who puts on some music down in St Albans. It's a wonderful pub called The Old Fighting Cocks, Ye Old Fighting Cocks, which is one of many pubs that, are, that claims to be one of the oldest pubs or the oldest site of a pub in Britain. It's a great pub. It's down in Verylam Park. Um, 
There's a geezer called Casper who's freaking great. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, Casper Blues Musician. It might be something like that. I'll check that um, for accuracy in a sec. He's going to be running some music nights there, and he has, uh, inverted commas, promised to get me in uh, as someone that can do like a good old set um, with Stupid Hearts Club doing the, sort of mainly the covers, but I've chuck a f- couple of my things in. So somewhere in the nearish future, if you're interested, follow me on Instagram on Stupid Hearts Club. I've I've now reinstated. I've got another. St- um, Instagram page Stupid Hearts Club Music it's not a big deal to have to go and follow that but I just have left I've made, I've made sure it still exists because as time goes on I will be uploading sound files and videos of little strums especially for venues that would consider getting me in and paying me whatever they pay their artists to do some lovely uh, smooth background warbling I'm really excited because I have got two or three venues now saying they're trying. They, you know, they'll they'll get back to me and they'll try and get some gigs going. Um, I can't wait to do that because it'll make me, it'll make me happy. And uh, again, I don't know about you guys, but side hustles that end in cash in hand, I think, are a smart thing uh, in this topsy turvy fucked economy, post COVID and pre fucking energy bill armageddon which you know don't want to end on a negative so let's not let's not get too upset about that but uh whoever you are whatever you're doing i can promise you that it's a good feeling whether it be something like this the podcast or um trying to get a little hobby going with someone like music with the intention of going out and uh having a little bit of money possibly tied to it is a really good way of of keeping your brain doing something and being active and feeling proactive but also the uh the money might well come in handy in a month where the normal work you get isn't fucking happening so this is fucking real stuff it's the same as having part-time jobs quite frankly or working in pubs or having a saturday job in a shop or a bit of uh, part-time driving all that as we talked about last week um, if any of you people out there have got a job and a side hustle that you uh, or gig economy type work um, feel free to talk about it in the comments kind of interested to see what else people do to um, to make ends meet you know um, I think more of us are doing that now and uh, I think it's a good thing and no one can accuse us of being fucking lazy twats that don't work like um, Liz Truss said the other day um, I think lots of people do fucking work, but um, I'm I'm willing to fucking work and do lots and bits of pieces to try and pull it together, but uh, I'm not going to be claimed to be a fucking machine, like Tiger Economy fucking, you know, like they, they're always going on about productivity in countries like China and whatever. I have no fucking desire to be a fucking automaton in an automaton fucking work work yourself to death culture so there's a bit of a fine line in there but yeah that's interesting what do we think about british work culture let's see what some of you think about that what do we think our work culture is actually like i think it's kind of a bit mixed because there are people having to do crazy hours in in the jobs that are actually fucking useful but all the people that work in kind of ephemeral fucking computer office jobs um you know a lot of those some of those jobs have got really mad hours and all that but i mean how much time do we collectively spend titting about and going on fucking social media in work time that's something i sort of like when i worked more like officey full-timey kind of world i used to look around and think to an extent, some of these people are working really hard and doing long hours, but there's plenty of people in the system who, for whom work is like hanging out and there's a few bits that you do that day and then you bugger off. So shall we have a debate about that? Maybe that's the sort of thing that I could get going when I get the Discord thing going. Feel free to talk about it if you want. Uh, productivity. Um, it's a fucking fine line. Quite honestly, I fucking bored myself talking about that. So I am going to 
Um, I'm going to back off before I send you fuckers to sleep, having, I think, told a couple of decent, silly stories. That's me back to feeling like me and talking like me again. So I think this is... I've not. I've been avoiding doing a solo one for ages because I, I felt so stuck and my ability to talk and think on my feet uh, wasn't functioning very well. But yesterday I, I got hired to do another um, Channel 4 bait the bait sketches that have been flying around Instagram a little uh, flying around TikTok and a bit of Instagram and Facebook um, in the last year or two I've done a few of them those guys at Mother's Best Child have got me in again and I shot a sketch yesterday uh, there's no point talking it up because you never know how these things come out but it was a lot of fun to do and it involved me playing a character that had a touch of the Bez, Sean Ryder kind of thing going on and I wrote lots of stuff and then we had to overwrite and overshoot and do loads of stuff where I was thinking on my feet and improvising and I sort of felt some lights come back on because I was knackered, I had to get up very early go to this shoot, I think all the way there with my morning anxiety worrying that I didn't have it in me anymore and that my my capabilities and my confidence are low and I'm going to look fucking stupid, I'm not going to be able to do it and then you start warming up, and as soon as someone fucking laughs, it's so shallow, really, but it's nice as well. It's an ego boost. As soon as they were laughing, I thought, oh, they like that. That was working. That line I wrote worked, and they liked it. Suddenly, it gets all fucking cocky, doesn't it? So then I'm like, isn't it strange, going back to what we were saying before about what we're capable of at work, and we've all got different skills. I haven't got a fucking clue whether I'm coming or going a lot at the moment, but for whatever reason... That little bag in my head opened and the fucking think on his feet bullshitter fucking emerged like a sort of new maggot being hatched from the fly of my fucking former depressed self. So maybe on that, to try and tie this back round um, to make circularity in our little story, maybe there's beauty in the um, the cheeky fly that has been trying to nip me dinner off me and maybe we are all one in this universe and we are all hatching our beautiful maggots into the bin of the universe for the greater good of keeping our spirit immortal. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, thank you for listening to Stupid Hearts Club. Here is a little one of my daft little garage band strums for you to enjoy bit of a little different one this I uh when I went to Mallorca the other few months ago in my strange dazed state I kept hearing um the bar next to the bar I was sitting in playing a, uh, an old 80s synthy tune that I always thought sounded like Rod Stewart I never knew who it was it's a woman with a husky voice I thought that's a really good tune that even though it's not like the kind of music I usually listen to so I learned it and I thought that's a nice little ironic little cover to throw in to my set when I'm gigging. So I've made a little backing track of it and this is a rough demo of that. It is none other than Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes from, I don't know, 1981. Hollow gold, her lips a sweet surprise, her hands are never cold. She's got Betty Davis eyes, she'll turn the music on you. You won't have to think twice, she's pure as New York snow. She's got Betty Davis eyes. And she'll tease you, she'll unease you All the better just to please you She's precocious and she knows just what It takes to make a pro blush She's got granite gobbles, standoff size And she's got Betty Davis eyes 
to let you take her home You wet her appetite She'll lay you on a throne She's got Betty Davis eyes She'll take a tumble on you Roll you like your dice Until you come up blue She's got Betty Davis eyes She'll expose you When she snows you Off your feet with a crumb She throws you She's ferocious And she knows just what It takes to make a pro blush And all the boys think she's a spy She's got Betty Davis eyes She'll tease you, she'll unease you All the better just to please you She's precocious and she knows just what It takes to make a pro blush All the boys think she's a spy She's got Betty Davis eyes She'll unease you Just to please you She's got Betty Davis eyes 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 Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I- I'm, I'm one. <laughs>